You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. With you this week is Greg Miller. Hello, Damon. Brian, Brian Altano is here. <laughs> and Anthony Gallegos. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> this is, of course, IGN's weekly video game news podcast, running through uh, the biggest happenings in the world of video games every week. Damon, uh, yes, I'm surprised great. you had Brian Altano back here. Yeah, I had somebody on Twitter telling me that he ruins everything. Huh. Look at now, here he is. Ready? You know what I hear? Even, mo- even worse, that kid tweeted at me, and he said that I use GameScoop as a medium to send invasion messages. Well, it's it's work. It's working on me. Am I you getting, have me hypnotized. <laughs> I'm under your spell. Wait, what, are, what are we invading? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, my uh, Italian American agenda is, oh, is spreading finally. through the airwaves. More than one uh, listener has asked if you appear on my latest dubstep mix because there's like one point in one song where, where the guy's like, Bruh! and they're like, "Is that all time?" <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, let's get right down to it. Let's get down to brass tacks. Is what I like to say. It's kind of like a did you coin that phrase? Yeah, I kind of made That's up. Nice, I like Greg. That. You've seen Max Payne three. Max Payne? Yes, I did. Max Payne three. Yeah, the third in the series. It's been yes. a long time since the last it has Max been. Payne. I've forgotten how much I love Max Payne. Yeah, and this game looks quite different. Yes, it's, the other, it's the in previous HD. Games. His head is round instead of square and flat <laughs> and very polygonal. He takes I remember the, their faces were always so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
taking place in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. It's all sunny down there, not dark, but like that was the big thing, you know, when Charles and I did a rewind theater about it. Like, uh, and when people first saw that trailer, they were kind of taken aback that it was, you know, so different. He had a shaved head. It was in the sunny environment, blah blah blah. And then when we went and sat down and saw it, it, it very much is Max Payne. It's still very much in that vibe of Max Payne. Did so, you did you play the game? I did not play the all game. Right. I saw two extended uh, levels as played. There. It was played for you. Yes. One, so in, he, one in New Jersey when he's still in his coat. You know, he's got his normal represent. hair. Yeah, who, yeah. who has played Max Payne? Anthony? I played one and two. And yeah, Brian Altano. Yes. Okay. Have so I have. Okay. I, so I played, everyone here has played all yes. the Max Payne's. But in case any listeners have never played <laughs> yeah. Max Payne, don't know what it is. Yeah. We're old men. These are uh, third-person shooters, uh-huh. uh, which started the whole bullet time thing, at least in video games. I think it came after The Matrix, but in in, in terms of video games, having bullet time, I think Max yeah. Payne was really yeah. like the first thing. That was kind of its... It was the inventor of... The, the father of bullet time. That was its key feature to me. And correct me if I'm that wrong. That was the big part of that it. Yeah. Was yeah, it had that vibe to it, yeah. And mm-hmm. the first Max Payne was around the turn of the century, right? Yeah, it was yeah. like 2000, the 2001. The yeah. I played it on PlayStation 2, the Ought one. I think I, that was like around the time I got my first personal computer. Oh yeah, my god! Them, and I my graphics, my graphics card came with a free game. I think it was Max Payne. I, I uh, think sadly most of our listeners are most more familiar with the movie than anything. Else. Oh god! I mean that's the most recent that's thing. So the sad. second one didn't sell uh, particularly well. The second game. There was only one movie. The, the, the second game because, because because that one I remember at my GameStop they were they had a stack of them sitting on the counter <laughs> and they were and they were three dollars. Wow. So. I, I loved the first Max Payne. The second one, I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't love it as much. Exactly. I don't think I, I, like think I finished it. Like, yeah. I liked it. I liked Max Payne's character. I liked it just munching on painkillers whenever you get shot. So these are third-person <laughs> shooters with bullet time in a very, like, like noir, exactly. sort of, like, yeah, dark, yeah, yeah. moody, very gritty, Max stylistic. Yeah. Max's family was killed by it's junkies. A very, it's sort of a Punisher, sort of a yeah. Punisher story. Yeah. He's getting like, revenge for his family that was, was murdered. It was Punisher plus blood mazes with babies crying. Yes. Remember those? <laughs> yes. Hated those things. <laughs> and he pops pills to replenish his health, right? Yep, yep, yep. And that's how it weapons, and he jumps through the air. So, so the thing is that in the old games, there was no cover. Yeah. He, Max did not take cover. Ooh, now he it's, ran now into it's, rooms now and jumped cover. Yeah, but it's still, it's still very... That, that's something they also stressed is, like, yeah, you can take cover if you want to, but it's still very much jump in the middle and do everything. And they showed, like, what they showed me, you know, was uh, him jumping around, how good it looks. Like, you know, he, there's one part where he's in, like, an office building, he jumps over a desk, and people are shooting at him, and, like, papers are exploding off the desk in slow motion, and he goes down. But then, like, uh, they're using that natural motion engine, you know what I mean? So it looks more realistic than ever. So at one point, they had him lay on his back and then do, like, the 360, and, like, his body, like, kept contorting and rolling to his belly or his back to however it had to be to make the shot. I thought that was really cool. Wow. Yeah. It so, looks really good. And it is Max Payne, the same voice as back, James McCaffrey. Tell us, tell us what you saw. Like, okay. what, what, where did they start you off? It starts in off demo? in how New did Jersey. They, how did they set this up for you? They set this up. Well, they talked for a really long time while the menu screen was on and the <laughs> menu music was looping. And I was like, how long right, after Max right, Payne 2 is this? Right. Several years. They're being purposely ambiguous about Why it. Why is he in New Jersey? He is in, that's where he lives. He lived in New Jersey. worked in New York City. We didn't know that before. No, really? look at us. Yeah, that's where it's got so He's a bridge and tunnel guy. Yeah, he's a commuter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like uh, Tony Soprano. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what they, they probably based it on, I think, Dave. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it starts in New Jersey. He's off the force. He is down on his luck. He's an alcoholic, still dealing with the fact that his family got killed, and then depending on how you paid, played Max Payne, Mona died, too. Spoilers. Uh, and so, yeah, this guy shows up with a, bo- a job for him. Hey, why don't you go do be the bodyguard down in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil? Max yeah. blows it off, and then some mob boss shows up, and he's like, You killed my son! I'm going to kill you, Max Payne! <laughs> and they all run in the building, and like then it's like you know traditional Max Payne stuff. <laughs> it's like he's working down the hallway, and it's dark out, and it's snowing, and it looks filthy, and he's been drinking whiskey. And he's wor- you're walking down the hallway, and this like, uh, suicide bomber comes out of an apartment and just walks down the, the hallway. and says something to Max, and then walks down the hallway and blows all these people up. And then 
can go in his his apartment and find all this like horrible like well it, crazy it, psychopath stuff cultish shit which is like there was cultish stuff in the other games mm-hmm. there were like kind mm-hmm. of weird twists remember yeah. there was like weird links to the occult yeah, yeah and so then yeah so then you know they jump ahead in time so he's taking the job he's in Sao Paulo Brazil he's trying to protect this girl and you're running around shooting stuff working on like slight puzzles you know like you know you leave her at one point and you climb up like, it's not an escort mission you don't have to be with her at all times like mm. basically you're like oh a bunch of people here go hide and hide behind that thing and then you just go kill things and jump around <laughs> and uh yeah blow stuff up in slow motion it was fun so Comic cutscenes are back, but they aren't comic like they were before. Like you know how before it was like you're just looking at a graphic novel page. Right. Yeah. This one, and I've had a hard time. I had a hard time describing in the text, and I don't think I still did it appropriately. But kind of like you know, like when movies do like the side by side, like stuffs happening. Like you know, they they take two frames and they're putting them together, and stuff's happening. Like things. Ang Lee's Hulk movie. There you go. Sure. And like it's, they're still moving in the frames, but it's like Max's inner monologue, and then words he's saying are being pulled up in like tabloid text and splashed on the screen and stuff like that. This is a chance to hear his motivations. I've heard it compared to the movie. I mean, Rockstar always draws from pop culture a lot for all their stuff. I've heard it compared to Man on Fire, which is the Denzel Washington movie in South America, in Mexico, Mm -hmm. where he's defending Dakota Fanning, guarding her. They showed that was part of the art book they showed. Like they had some Man of Fire stuff there. Really? But I remember almost falling asleep during that movie. So I hope it's not like that. (laughs) No, you're crazy. That movie was badass in the second half. It was like an action movie meets pop up video. I've never Mm -hmm. seen that movie. I'd recommend seeing Ghostbusters instead. Ghostbusters and yeah. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, yeah they're very, they're very similar. It's back similar. in theaters this month. Oh, yeah. It is. So, Max Payne 3, good. Thumbs up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm That's excited. coming out in the spring? Is that right? Yeah, March. In March, okay. It's only been delayed, like, what, two years? Wasn't that supposed to come out, like, two years good. ago or something? When... There's too many games coming out this I know, morning. I know, I'm just saying, I'm, like... I'm happy about that. Uh, Xbox, or Microsoft has confirmed what we've suspected for a long time, that TV is coming to <gasps> the Xbox 360. Offering uh, television options, streaming options through your console. So we know, like, they'll have HBO Go, Comcast, Verizon, what, Fios? I don't even know yeah. what that is. But you have to have cable first. Did we ever Fios so, is good, actually. It's, Microsoft, it's something is it, they were testing on the East Coast back when I lived there, and it's, like, super fast. There's hundreds of channels. I, like, if you pass out drunk watching it, your only conundrum is, which of these 40 awesome action movies can I watch right now? <laughs> it's not like, oh, man, I'm stuck watching Planet of the Apes 6. There's just like 50 good movies on it at any given moment, so it could be cool. So they've announced that these are coming soon-ish. They haven't announced any like how it's going to work really and you know, what it's going to cost. So to someone like me who does not, I don't have cable. Mm-hmm. This is going to be totally useless to me if I already have to have cable for like HBO Go. And, I don't see I, and Comcast I, I don't and stuff see the like point that. of anybody. Like what is the, why would you? If it's just like Hulu Plus where I just have to subscribe, that's fine. I would subscribe to an HBO thing so I could watch. HBO I would content. too. Yeah, but so that would be groundbreaking because so far HBO hasn't allowed that yeah. anywhere. Even HBO Go on like the iPad app, you still have to be a cable subscriber and have HBO already Which in order is to use that. Stupid. It's so obtuse. Yeah, it sucks. And I'm, I'm totally down for them to break away. But that's what this is leading up to. This this is them testing the water. On the iPad app, I think it makes sense, right? Because right now I'm a Comcast subscriber. I, I'm subscribed to HBO through Comcast. Comcast has the whole, oh, you can go to HBO On Demand and watch stuff. But it's only certain things. Whereas HBO Go is HBO's entire catalog. But you if pay they, for it, right? Additionally. No. It's an additional fee? No. No? My, if, no. You, if you are a Comcast subscriber and you, you already pay for HBO, then this is just a free tack on you. Okay. So I, the entire library of stuff there that I can then watch in an airport, I can watch at a friend's house, or I can do whatever. So I'm excited to have that now on my TV because then now I can watch HBO's entire library on a widescreen TV rather than an iPad app. Right. So but, I mean, good for you, I, not I, good for me. Exactly. But if, if enough people download it and use it and blah, 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 i got to imagine somewhere HBO is sitting there going... We gotta let's make sure let's see how people are you know yeah. taking this technology if they're adapting to it and then we can say okay 
20 bucks a month you can get HBO because I would drop real cable like I, I don't like real cable I don't it's really terrible. use anything. I mean I only yeah. watch cable for like what's on Hulu basically already and HBO like that's what I would want cable like, Damon, for Damon I'm totally in your boat where I just don't watch cable I don't I, and, I, but you have it I went six months without having it and the only reason I have it was because they threw me some ridiculous deal which is like you get a landline internet and cable for 80 bucks a month or something mm. like that but I mean I don't use it I don't need it like I kind of micromanage the way I watch yeah I, watch, I play games more than I do watch TV yeah. T- yeah, TV's just so something to do while I'm eating yeah I'm playing games plus I've got Netflix and Hulu plus yeah, that's yeah, like exactly. more stuff than I can watch anyway yeah. so I don't I, I totally don't I need mean, cable. They, they announced like literally dozens of partnerships here and yeah like there's quite a few there's quite a few so Crackle like, yeah exactly. Crackle movies are coming next I've never even heard of that so uh, I, I mean, think Jace Hall's on I think it'd have to all be compartmentalized into one like central I know, subscription it's like, like if they want to micromanage all this shit then what's the like, how if much are like, going to pay for my Crackle subscription yeah if they're like well you gotta pay for Comcast and then HBO Go but you can exactly. only watch HBO Go through Comcast through Xbox Live that you're already paying what 60 bucks a year for yeah. like it's just gonna get ridiculous this doesn't seem like they're trying to take TV away from TV it just seems like they're confusing things. I know that sounds grandfatherly of me, but no, I just want everything in one spot. You know? Sure, yeah. well, I think everyone does. Yeah. Here's what you're overlooking. Remember, we, we have a date to one day marathon through Game of Thrones. Yeah. And we'd have to watch that on the iPad at this moment. Because yeah. like, I don't think they're all on Comcast on well, Actually, you wouldn't, now, have, you, you wouldn't have to do that. Are they all you, No, but you could get a HDMI out for your iPad oh, and you hook it up to your TV. You would love to think that, but the HBO Go app disables that. Are you oh, so when you try to do that, it just, it just, if like, you do that, it just says HBO what? Go on your right, so TV. At this point, point HBO is just being bitches. Like yeah. that just that seems deliberately like yeah. we don't want people to be able to watch this content on their TV. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. Right? Yeah. It's Fuck ridiculous. off, man. Gee, like, I wonder why piracy keeps winning. I know, exactly, right? Like <laughs> that's so Oh my god, that's so stupid. And someone made a comment that like that's why uh Sir, I guess it, I think it's the Apple uh is it the iPhone that where they were talking about how it was able to uh overcome piracy because it's it's easier to just download the game for 99 cents than it is to pirate it yes mm-hmm. yes like they made they made just buying a game legitimately easier yes. than pirating yes right so just yeah. make make watching hbo content easy yeah. i mean if, and if, then we won't pirate it exactly. like come on if, if someone's going through all the steps if i went and did all those hbo things and then i was like ah oh, finally hooked this hdmi after my team was like hbo go i'd be like fuck you yeah pirating like, it right yeah, now pirating right now just out of out of, out of angriness spite. and spite yeah I mean, I get that HBO's been the old curmudgeon. They've just kind of been like, hey, we control our own stuff for so long. But times are changing. I mean, it, it, it's it's ridiculous that we would probably not ever see a deal that they would do with Netflix to have their stuff instant streaming. Just because they're like, no, we're going to go our own way. Like, they're like an old racist, basically. That's It's just now <laughs> like, oh, you know, I guess it, it's, if there are some, you know, Latinos at that restaurant, it'll be okay. Whereas 10 years ago, they're just like, you know, I hate all minorities. What is Jewish, Brian? I'll tell you, I think all this. I'm not busting that. <laughs> I cannot get enough of that. There's nothing I can do without people being like, hey, uh, where's you know, where's Seth Finkelstein? I'm like, dude, just drop it. <laughs> well, he's got to he's got to return for the next knock and boots. He might. We'll see. We'll see. This might be a good time to you, remind you everybody. Could, you could try. <laughs> It's, it's, be, it's worth a shot. We should remind everyone to subscribe to the Nakamoose podcast it's, in iTunes. It's totally free. <laughs> <laughs> it is its own separate podcast now, separate from Gamescoop. So you, if you want to keep getting Nakamoose, you have to subscribe to it on your own, on its own in iTunes. While we're doing Please reminders, do, can we have fun there? Thing? Yeah, uh, Comic- New York Comic Con. Yeah, hey, everybody, uh, New York Comic Con is next week, the uh, weekend of the 14th. Uh, IGN and 1UP are there, and they have a whole bunch of stuff planned. Uh, Friday, at uh, the four- this is Friday the 14th, you can come at 7.30 to see the IGN Podcast Beyond gives you free shit panel, where, where Chris Carl will do a live free shit and give you stuff, and then me and Colin will drag it into the gutter with the Podcast Beyond. <laughs> then Saturday night, at, or Saturday, I'm sorry, 3 in the afternoon, you can come play Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception with uh, IGN 
in and one up over at the Sprint Uncharted Experience, which is outside the IGN Theater. I like it because it sounds like it's we're a bunch of bums just outside the theater. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, 7 p.m., there's an IGN one up meet and greet at 300 New York Bowl Lanes. Apparently, that's a real place. Uh, we will feed and drink you and uh, give you... You're going to drink them? Yeah. We, like, <laughs> we feed them and then we drink them. Vampires! <laughs> yeah, and the, it's, it's an infamous festival of blood promotion. And then we uh, give them free t-shirts, too. Nice. So look for that article on IGN and then come, just come around. New York Comic Con's fun. You I've been there? Yeah, never, I, been. I, I, it was one I of the first there. events I ever covered. It was great. I did it on I've my own. I've never been to any Comic Cons. My favorite thing I saw at New York Comic Con was uh, there was a guy dressed as like basically the worst Incredible Hulk ever, and he was on like stilts, uh-huh. but he was super misogynist. <laughs> so he was just walking around calling everyone bitch and whore, like every woman he saw. And he's like, "Hulk says you're a whore." Wow. <laughs> the women were just like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry." Why would you say that, Hulk? You're so gentle on the inside, right? <laughs> Out this week on Xbox Live Arcade and Steam is Orcs Must Die, a really fun uh, tower defense game with an action, uh, in, an emphasis on action, much like toy, the Toy Soldiers games. I know I haven't played it yet. I want to. It's you like, told me it's, it's like Toy Soldiers, which is I'm already sold. Yeah, it's like so. a medieval Toy Soldiers. That's sort of the trend, I think, with tower defense games, at least on consoles, is to... Uh, give you control of an avatar rather than just like looking at the action from a bird's eye view and 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 building your towers. You can you can still build your towers, but now you're actually controlling an avatar in third person, running around shooting orcs on your own. Yeah, uh, really polished, really fun. Uh, it's there's no multiplayer to it, but the the single player campaign is is really long, and they're really smart with how the pace at which they dole out your 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 orc traps. So every level you get something new, so you always want to play the next level to try it out, and you know. It's, Test out your new toys. Much like Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Really smart way to do it. And these are the guys that made Halo Wars, oh. which is an underrated game. Underappreciated game, I think. Definitely check out Orcs Must Die. What is that face, Anthony? I wrote a guide for Halo Wars did not like that game. Hmm. Really? But I also wrote a guide for it, and I think writing a guide makes you hate yeah. every game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see that. It's true. Uh, Greg, how, look at these headphones. I was going to say, this is a new one. What those are nice, nice headphones, aren't they? You got the Vertex with Mike. Yeah, made by iFrogs. Okay, are we giving these away? We are going to give. We have three pairs of these. We're going to give. You want away. me to give the whole, read the description? Yeah, t- l- tell the listeners what they have a chance to win. In physics, a vertex is where particles collide. In this case, <laughs> precision, function, style, and sound all collided to create iFrog's vertex headphones. Designed with our famously comfortable aerofoam ear cushions, <laughs> vertex headphones are lightweight, foldable, and ergonomically designed <laughs> for maximum Aeronomically designed. For maximum comfort. The convenient inline microphone allows you to enjoy in-depth acoustic tuning of all of our full spectrum 40 mm millimeter, right? Speaker drivers. Yeah, that's drivers. Uh, without missing calls from your mobile phone. Genius, you say? Physicists. And agree. <laughs> If you would like to win a pair of these uh, fancy headphones from iFrog, just email me at gamescoop at IGN.com. Put headphones in the subject line and put your address in the body of the email. I will pick three at random, and they will be sent out to you this week. Am I eligible? You're not eligible, guys. No. Portillo? Portillo is eligible, yes. Portillo has over 1,000 Twitter followers. That's so dumb. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Billy Bogus did. Don't, that's a fake name. You just got taken. That's a fake name. 
He says that as the budget and popularity of games grow, and facial recognition tech gets better and better, do you expect to see most games in the future cast big-name actors for the lead characters? Mm. It's been somewhat irrelevant until now, but L.A. Noir, even though it was disappointing, showed that good actors can give a game a lot more depth and personality. Do you see that being a new trend in games, maybe a few years from now? Maybe like I, 10 years from now. I don't know any more so than it's always been. I mean, that, we had plenty of games in the 80s that were based on movies that had movie stars in them. Yeah, um, but he's saying like them directly doing all of their yeah, shit yeah. and stuff. Depends. When they, I mean, you're, you're always going to have people like, you know, like Tom Cruise, right? Total bitch about video games. Never puts his face in anything. True, but yeah. They I'm just had saying, to make like, Minority Report with like, you know, a random Don Cruise or some other... I'm just saying like L.A. Noire, like that game was like notoriously expensive to make yeah. because they did all that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, until the technology gets better. Plus, do you want to pay like Bruce Willis to sit there and do those things? Like, Probably not. It's, it's similar like when you want to cast an unknown in a movie, right? Because you want them to you, the player to be able to project themselves into it. I yeah. think you'll see more of a process for the games that want to do it, for bigger games, move towards like uh, the Uncharted. Uh, you know, like We have the same person doing the voice, the same person doing the mocap. They come in the balls. They act out the entire... Like That's where I think I see cinematic games going as far right. as like we want this polished experience that has actors portraying the character all the way through but I don't necessarily think you need Natalie Portman in there doing that. I mean the reason that I think Ellie Noir worked to go back to this point is that that guy is pretty unknown. Like he's been Cole in Phelps. quite a few stuff yeah like yeah, I played right. Cole Phelps but a lot of yeah. people don't know him. Right, but there were like lots of recognizable actors sure, sure, sure. from I'm Mad Men. Person, I'm saying the person you're playing as like the person yeah. you're assuming. What if it's like you know what if you're 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 playing yourself in the game, but the bad guy in the game is some recognizable actor. Right. You know, is Jason Schwartzman. You know, <gasps> something like no, that. You know? I, love I, th- you. I think it, like, uh, it totally depends on the game, too. I mean, because I can't watch a Pierce Brosnan movie nowadays without thinking, I've shot you in the face thousands of times. <clears throat> I've thrown proximity mines to your mouth and they've gotten stuck and wow. you've run around. So we'll see. I don't know. If it's about just shooting a popular actor in the face repeatedly, then I don't know what the benefit is for their career. <laughs> I think a lot of people would want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget the lessons we learned with the Wheelman. Vin Diesel? Yeah. Uh, this is Robert Davidson. I like this name. He's got a question about comics. <laughs> oh my gosh, that, that's something I could talk to. Hey guys, Possibly. this is Robert Davidson. Hi Robert. I've recently been getting into comics. I'm wondering at this point whether it's better to go digital or buy print. I'm a 14-year-old and short on cash, so is it better for me to save up and buy an iPad or just continue to buy print? To be clear, I'm more into Marvel comics like Deadpool, so I'm wondering if those comics are digital yet at all. I could use the help. Thanks. Yeah, Marvel's digital. They've they've announced they're going day and day, just like DC went. I wouldn't say that uh, price is not why you go digital, though, in my opinion. You do it because you don't want the clutter of all the paper comics sitting on shelves. 100% agree up. with Anthony over there. I mean, you, uh, Greg, you got an iPad pretty specifically for yeah, comics, I right? want, I was, I wanted to That's how I keep specifically up go digital. digital. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like on, uh, like with games, like downloadable games are generally cheaper than retail games. Well, are they the same price on It depends. People are toying with that. DC is doing the thing right now where if you buy their comics day and date digitally, you're paying full cover price, but mm-hmm. if you wait a month, they reduce it by a dollar. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so like, there, there, there is a thing there, but I mean, like as far as what he's talking about, like you're going to have to save for a long time, and then I don't know when you see that investment come back. If you only want the iPad for comics, then I would just keep buying comics. Like. Walking Dead is like two ninety nine when it comes out, mm-hmm. so it's like the same price, yeah, and I still yeah. pay it every month. Yeah, But I would say, if you really want to save money, it's cheaper just to wait for a trade paperback. Oh, yeah, 100% true as well. Yeah, That's how I did Walking Dead forever, mm-hmm. until, I, until I got on the digital you got caught up. Yeah. Well, no. I, when, I, when I was caught up, I would still wait for the trades, because I just did not want to... Because then I, had, I have a bookshelf full of trades. I don't want single right. issues there. Walking Dead is now on Netflix streaming. I know, that's exciting. Is huh? it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, it's very exciting. I haven't watched it yet, so. You okay. haven't seen any of it. Yeah. Wow. That's another one we should marathon. marathon. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's only six episodes. Yeah, it's not long. So you can fly through that in an afternoon. When I was 14, I was mowing lawns to make money. I was too. When I was 14, when I was, uh, 14 uh, me and my friend decided that we were going to go around and tell people that we were trying... <laughs> But we were trying to raise money for college, and uh, what we did is we offered to repaint the their numbers on their curb, their address. Oh wow! And any color that's scheme, actually good. And any color scheme they wanted. So we just had a sack full of paint. We're like, "What's your favorite football team?" They're like, "Oh, I love the Chargers." And we went out there in yellow and blue and did their address. That's, cool. that's really good. Is that so, illegal? It's illegal. <laughs> We eventually had to stop. But yeah, we were going around doing Raiders colors for people. We're like, "This is awesome," and we just don't pay us anything you want. That's funny. And then who stopped you? Did the police roll up one day? Uh, uh, no, I think our parents finally were like, it actually turns out it's illegal. We're like, ah, we're not raising money for college. We're lying to everyone. <laughs> you, just, you can't just take to the streets and rebrand your town on your own. <laughs> this is Marcus. He says, so, what do you guys feel the next step is to increase the, imp- the appeal of motion gaming? For a while, it seemed like we were all going to get rid of our couches and coffee tables so we could walk around a forest and swing a sword at a dragon. Really? But it seems, (laughs) seems, besides the Wii, which is okay, motion gaming has dropped off. Just interested in your thoughts. Love the show. Let's make it one thing clear. The Wii is not okay. Yeah. I was the only system I ever bought on launch day, and it's like the saddest pile of regret I have in my house. Well, so, yeah, I don't know. Motion gaming, it was it was kind of a so it appeals to casual gamers, you know. It had, whether it, or not you don't you don't like that term, it had its days. You know, we had a, few, a fun few afternoons. Like it appeals to certain people who aren't you know super super into games. They don't play games every day. It's they treat it like a board game where they pull it out every once in a while when they have people over or right. when it's like family game night. I mean, so I, it, it's it, it exists in that in that realm. I think right now let's let's see how Zelda shakes out. Like there is a fifty to a hundred hour motion only game coming this fall. It's the only big motion game coming anytime soon. Can you not really. play that with just controls? No, it's the, the motion plus, 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 plus game. See the yeah. thing when I play, you cannot games. play that without waving your arm around. Yes, Ooh. you have to. I so thug. we'll see. I mean, that's that's that could be the nail in the coffin for this type of stuff. They're not immersive enough to make me want to use them all the time. They've never made it to where it doesn't feel like it's like a gimmick, and they're not precise enough to where I can do like a one one to one lightsaber fight. Right. Like the day I can do that or something, you know, like hold a plastic lightsaber in my hand and do a one to one lightsaber fight. That's really cool. And even then, like, simulation. It, like, does that? How fun is that going to be? Like, yeah, well, I, I love I'm lightsabers, saying. but I don't know if I'd be good at one. Sure. Like maybe I just I want to hit a button. You wouldn't. And- yeah, I, can, I can assure me I wouldn't. Too. How many times do you do that where you're like swinging a like that hockey stick I carry around, swinging you nick your own arm? You're like, this yeah. lightsaber. If this is a lightsaber, arm, <laughs> the kids would be dead. There'd be decapitated body parts everywhere. Yeah. And talking about walking around a forest, like Rise of Nightmares shows that like oh, yeah, walking great. around an environment with motion <laughs> controls is, is dumb. Where the technology is now, it's just really goofy and, and ridiculous. I, I enjoyed. Did you play any of the Gunstringer? Yeah, I like yeah, it. I, I like mean, that. I enjoyed that for what it was. It's on rails. Yeah, you know. it's on rails. But you know, it, it felt like you were moving a toy around. Mm-hmm. But I, again, a lot of this stuff just feels like it could be replicated with a button press. So why? You know, I don't That's think. Well, so yeah. So Gunstringer is. We all agree. Mm-hmm. Very well done. But the bottom line is always going to be that's just not what I want to do. No. It's just not how I want to play a game. Not at all. Um, until we have the holodeck from Star Trek, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't have much interest in walking around while I play. Yeah. This is Josh. Edmiston. Edmiston. He says, uh, obviously Rage has been getting some fairly mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know that it has. It's getting, uh, the lower side is like the sixes reigns, cool. and then it's, the higher side is the nine. 
Its Metacritic score is 83, and we gave it an 8.5. Correct. Yep. Some people really love it. Many dislike it. Say it's destroyed the genre that PC gaming has <laughs> like held on to so, so tightly over the years. Which genre? Who is saying it's destroyed this the, is, the first-person shooter genre? and thinking this is just going to be another Borderlands, right? I, I, say, I, don't, know, I don't know that it did anything to destroy the genre. It, it is an id-shooter in many ways. Like, you go back and play Doom 2 or Doom 3 even, and you realize, like, Quake Rage isn't that different. Like, so how is it destroying anything? It is more of what it's always been known for. Mm. I haven't played it yet myself. I'm, I'm, I want to play it, but you played it. I know. So to be fair, <laughs> I, I, I've seen it several times, okay. and I've watched Charles play it a bunch. And this is what I get from Charles. Like Charles tells me, it's like, and I trust Charles, which is why I'm speaking as authoritatively as I am. That you know, it's very linear. It's like it's like very what you expect from id. It's not the open world game that maybe some mm. people thought it was going to be like it Borderlands is not and stuff like that. It's that you get roll, that in your you drive in a car, you go to a place, and then you do a linear corridor shooter. You drive in the car, go to another place, do a linear corridor shooter, which is what id's always done. Monster closets with linear ass corridors. It is very pretty, yeah, even, even very, on consoles. It's, it's really it's, smooth. It's beautiful. Yeah. His Josh's question is this: Let's say Charles Onyet had given Rage a seven rather than the eight point five. Fired. Being published by Beth- <laughs> being published by Bethesda, would this have affected whether or not IGN received a copy of Skyrim come November for review? I know, I or maybe was- not get an exclusive review, or perhaps not gotten review copies at all. Uh, I mean, I suppose there's with any publisher, there's always a chance that they could they Be can mad. choose to not give us games. They have to choose to do it, but I and don't there, think that there I- has been times in the past where publishers would be upset with a review score and then they and then say like, oh we're not going to send you copy. review copies anymore but then they usually get they come it. around yeah right? they come around but yeah. i mean think about how petty that is and how I know. petty that sounds the like thing- and it's usually one person who's trying to like push whatever agenda exactly. they're pushing yeah and the thing is is that if charles were to give rage a low score and we didn't get reviewable of uh skyrim of skyrim no one in Char- that's in charge of Charles is going to be like, well, now we don't have a Skyrim review. Thanks a lot, Thanks, Charles. Charles. <laughs> that's your fault for being honest. Pour coffee on him. Exactly. Like, that would never happen. Charles doesn't give a shit about stuff like that either. Like, to, yeah. Oh, none to, of us do. I don't that's think it's yeah. <laughs> So, like, yeah, that's totally... I saw people making insinuations about that on Twitter. Other people in the games press. Mm. So. Recently, a publisher that will remain nameless called me to talk about a review somebody had written and how that, oh, I don't know, we have this exclusive lined up with you later on. I'm like, all right, fine. You know, pull it. What? Well, well, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, oh, my God, really? Hold on. Let me, let me <laughs> we'll take the review down. Yeah. Down. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm going to dock another point. <laughs> this conversation. Uh, Josh's other question is, how do ratings like these affect on-site advertisements? If it had been deemed mediocre by Mr. Onyet, would IGN have pulled the ads from the background of the homepage? Well, no. that's not how it works. No. Yeah, that's not how it works. That, it's possible that the, again, I don't want to talk just straight to this game. Like, it's possible that that publisher might have pulled ads down the line or whatever, broken contracts. Uh, but again, now we're talking in a whole bunch of hypotheticals, seeing as how there's a defined wall between advertising and editorial at IGN. So we do not know what's going up on the site, nor do we know the terms of deals or anything and advertising like usually doesn't has those deals locked away for like the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. ad skins and stuff mm-hmm. well before the game's ever even been received for review yeah. it's, it's so. very much a gray area thing i think there was a, a rock it was either a guitar hero or a rock band game that came out last year 
that we didn't give the best score to. But <laughs> our, our site was our site was skinned <laughs> with ads because I guess you know our ad people had made a deal about that. And I think in the ads were a pull quote from an IGN preview oh, that yeah, was like, yeah. "This is fun." Mm-hmm. But in the middle of the site was our review that was like six point five. So yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. It happens, and it's which to be fair could still be fun. Yeah, of course, of <laughs> course. So I mean, we didn't say it was a two. We didn't. No one lost their jobs or anything like that. When but, I eviscerated Naughty Bear that day, yeah. the site was skinned with Naughty Bear. <laughs> right. <laughs> it happens. I mean. What can you do? Oh man, Naughty Bear Two is still coming. Is it? Isn't that great? Knowing we'll you just go to sleep at night, just you so excited. Stop man, <laughs> what do I have to do to kill you? This is Matt Honey. Good name. He says I loved Final Fantasy VII, and thirteen was the worst I have played. Wow. What do you think would make the Final Fantasy games relevant again? Stop I think, them. I what? think they need to involve Western developers in the story and gameplay departments. I don't get these overly cute and stupid characters. I think they need to go dark and serious with a focus on the main story, the background of the characters, side quests, and mini games. Where are you from, I was, I was, I was <laughs> literally about to say, get American developers involved. Yeah, but. make it like a Western style RPG. Make it like Fallout. Wow, is that what you do? I, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying so like, many people want you done. I'm, right I'm, now. I'm saying it can. Still, <laughs> I was just that. I, 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 I think suggestion. it's great. But saying, people are going to hear that. Like, I'm saying it could still be a turn-based RPG and stuff, but I agree. That Japan, the Japanese developers Japan. play very safe with the, their game design. A lot of times, they don't do that much crazy because they're like, "This worked before. Let's not fuck it up too much," and that's good to an extent. But I do think that they need. I mean, Square owns IDOS, so why not get some of the people from like Crystal Dynamics and stuff to come? No, in no, and no. Be no. Like, Let them finish Tomb Raider. But I'm saying, but I'm, just, I'm, just saying, I'm not saying to make the game, but I'm saying have them come in and tell these guys like, and actually have the authority to be like, "This doesn't work. Like, it just doesn't work." Like, because I, I feel like sometimes the uh, the Japanese teams kind of get like a. Do what you do. You're okay. You're not going to be fucked with. You yeah. know, and those guys need to have maybe a little bit more creative control from the American side to come in and be like, this is dumb. I'm going to fuck with you. I think there's a little bit of, of arrogance on the side of the Japanese developers. Because so for, for so long, it was, you know, a Final Fantasy game would come out or a Dragon Quest game. And, like, everyone would skip school and work in, uh-huh. in yeah, Japan. They, 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 claimed they could do no wrong. Yeah, exactly. No matter what Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest game came out people would be lined up around the block the day before that game was released to buy the game. Mm-hmm. You know? My friend's mom used to buy him uh, every Final Fantasy game for his birthday when it came out, and then she would play it. <laughs> and not let him play it. That's, That's cool. great. Yeah. Your friend's mom's hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Jesse Sessler. Adam Sessler's kid brother. He says, hello, Damon and friend. My big brother on TV and he's mean to me. <laughs> I was, How do I get on the television? I was just wondering what your opinion is on the upcoming The Thing remake. Personally, I think that without Kurt, Kurt Russell's bearded goodness, it can't stand a chance. It's a prequel, motherfucker. Kurt Russell isn't supposed to well, be see, in it. Well, see, but here's, here's why it's confusing. Here's why it seems like a remake, because from... The, the footage I've seen in the movie, it's hitting all the same plot points. It's exactly the same. It has That's the same original. It's the name. same story. It's the same damn story. Like, why? Okay, I'll It's just taking you. place before. It yes, just, oh, it happened before. This exact to... same thing happened before. It did, okay. It, it did. If you watch the original Thing movie, Kurt Russell and the guys go out to the yes. Norwegian outpost. It's all burnt to the ground. Yes. And it's because the Norwegians were the one who found the spaceship. Yes. But don't you think... And in the beginning, the dog runs. <laughs> yeah. don't so don't you think, like, the de- deaths could have happened in a different way? There could have been different set pieces? There could have been, you know, things could have happened in a different order? Nah. <laughs> it's just the exact same story. 
that ha- apparently happened a few months before. It's so dumb, and we know how it ends. No, exactly. We it's burned. Yes, we do. Twenty years ago, I was going to watch the thing, and I heard this was coming one day, and I said, "I don't want to get him out of order." <laughs> he I'm just re- told you. Anthony just spoiled this new movie for you. There's a dog in Norwegian. No, there's a pile of burnt crap at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and that's this movie that's coming out. A pile of burnt crap. <laughs> so if, if you if you've never if you've never seen the first thing, here's how you got to do it. You gotta, Shame on you. Yeah, you're you gotta, an idiot. You got to go watch the new thing. Yes. Then watch the the thing because uh-huh. it's the, watch them in order. And then, and then you'll be like, I, I just then, seen this. And then play the video game because the video game picks up right where the thing movie ends. <laughs> really? True. Yeah. Because I, I don't know about this because I, I had this discussion recently. My girlfriend's never seen any of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. And what? I didn't know. Yeah. How did? How, I don't even know how that's possible. I don't know. How do you avoid I, seeing I, I Star agree. Wars? And I agree. Watching one, two, three, four, five, six is kind of a dumb yeah, idea. Yeah. Do I show her the Phantom Menace first? And I'm like, here it is, baby. This is where it all began. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now this is pod racing. But I, <laughs> but I will say that if you can get it's past, working. <laughs> if you can get past a lot of the flaws in the Thing video game, it's still really cool. It tells a oh, cool sure. I'm not, yeah, story. I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad about the, the game. It's just and and they explain what happens at the end of the Thing movie. Because you know the Thing movie, the '80s one, the the John Carpenter one ends in a very ambiguous way. See, I would mm. rather they make it's a awesome. movie that picks up there, yeah. and then we can do whatever we want movie. with it. But I don't need to know about the stuff that happened before this. I would like to know about that if it was different than Dif- what what happened with Carrozza. Uh, whatever, it has Mary. Whatever, I'm gonna watch it. It's like, oh, here's here's the part where the guy's head comes off and yep. grows legs and Remember walks that? around. Here's <laughs> where the dog kills all the other dogs. It's like, I, we've seen all this before. Yep. Mary, is, God, is so it Mary dumb. Elizabeth Winstead? I would marry her. Speaking of, re- <laughs> speaking of remakes, isn't it about time for a Police Academy remake? Yes. yes. Why has nobody remade Police Academy? With all the could. remakes out there. I wish they could. Nobody's doing I, see, Police Academy. I don't want a remake. I want another sequel. <laughs> I, can already, I can already see who's... I, I'm going to cast uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds as, as Mahoney. As, as Mahoney. As, yeah. Really? Sure. Yeah. OJ Simpson no, is Hightower. Get Mahoney as Mahoney. He's still alive. He's one of the only. That's what remaining. I'm saying. Just make another sequel. Well, Hightower is dead. Yeah. No. Yeah, but what was don't, you need, don't you need a Jewish guy? Don't you need a Jewish guy to be Mahoney? No, no, Mahoney. You're just trying to get me to do that voice. Again. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Mahoney is this is so old at this point. It wouldn't make sense to see him as like a street cop. <laughs> I'm still chasing criminals. He can be the police chief. He can be like the okay, the okay. senile police chief. Bring him. Bring him in as the senile police chief. That would be a great. Who will play Bobcat Goldwith? Bobcat Goldwith will still play Bobcat Goldwith. They just get a crazy homeless. Who will be the sound effects guy? Michael oh, Winslow? We need to have like some some famous beatboxer be the sound. Oh, we need to be like Bismarcky. Exactly. Oh, Zach Galifianakis like old, He's like older than Michael <laughs> Exactly. Zach Galifianakis is going to play the, the character that Bobcat Goldwith played. Who will be Hightower? And Ryan Reynolds is mine. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> Damien, can we write this article? Hightower is going <laughs> to be... A, no, yes, let's write the script. Let's just write the script. Hightower is just going to be a famous football or, base, or basketball player who's trying to break into acting. Who's going to give him that? Who's the chick with the huge cans? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was her name? Um, that was like the 80s film. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, just... she was the one that was always like, there was like sexual tension. Yeah, you were yeah, like, mm-hmm. I just want to see her naked for yeah. once. Yeah. All right, so, yeah. No no <laughs> listeners take this idea. We're, we're going to do this. Don't copyright, trademark. <laughs> That's how it works in America. You just say copyright. <laughs> I'm going to email we're a copy. Copyright yeah, if you, if you write a if I mail a copy yourself, of this right? podcast to myself, yeah. <laughs> it's postmarks. Put it on a bar napkin, put a stamp on it, and it's ours. We're copywriting someone else's movie. <laughs> <laughs> This is Geofreed. Mm, I don't like Geofreed. his name at all. Fun, so he's talking about, remember we talked last week about the nudity in Dead Island. Yes. Mm-hmm. He says, fun fact, the ESRB wouldn't be able to rewrite the game as you can't physically see the nudity offline. Thus, this would fall into oh. the online interactions, which at the start of every game are explicitly said, online interactions not rated by the ESRB. Now, I don't, I don't think this is correct. I think online interactions are talking about 
human interactions. So it's right, that kid, right. it's that piece of shit little 12-year-old kid yelling racist, homophobic things in your ear. That guy. That is what is not rated by the ESRB. <laughs> no one I can wish control it him. I, I know, right? Had to put that in then there. every game would be AO. Annoying children will yell at you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not sure that that's actually true. It was, it was a yeah, nice try. Yeah, that's game try. content created by the game itself. And yeah. Not, okay. Yeah. This is uh, Eric Krocek. Hey, Damon, Greg, and whoever else is there. I just nice finished thing. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Yeah, you did. And I gotta say, what the balls? Yeah, I told you. <laughs> do any of you guys or gals understand the ending? And if you do, make sense of it? And do you? So, spoilers here. We're gonna talk specifics about the end of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Okay. Spoilers. Don't listen if you don't want to hear this. Hey, do you I, know still, I still haven't finished it. So. Okay. Do you know? Because you didn't know for a long time, and I kept telling you. I don't know, and I, 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 I don't know that I'm ever gonna play right, that. Yeah. Right. So, so his specific Anthony's question his ears. Do you think that Lucy is actually dead? No. And when do you think we can expect Assassin's Creed 3? Like 3. Oh, 2012, I guess, because they already announced the 2012 game, and they've announced that Revelations... You can stop now. You can stop. We're, we're done with the spoiler. And, and they've announced that Revelations is the end of Ezio's trilogy. So it seems that 2012 would then... The 2012 one they announced would be Assassin's Creed 3. That's my take. Okay. You really think you're going to finish that one someday? I would really love to. I mean, I would too. I just, I'm just being realistic. Revelations are is already here, man. I, think I, just, just, I just have a stack of games. I'm like, counting on getting... I think getting... at this point I'm just going to have to read about the ending. Just watch I, it. I, I, played, I played the crap out of two, and I just never really got to Brotherhood. See, some people aspire to have like a rewarding career. I aspire to, <laughs> to as I walk through downtown, to uh, throw myself in front of a rich person and get hit by a car so I can lay in bed and play games all day and be paid. <laughs> so. I just want to play video games. <laughs> This is uh, Nate of Tennessee. Okay. He's 16. Says, uh, he says, I need friends. Oh, Nate. We're here for you. Says, uh, I'm, this isn't a question about knocking boots, but about a different kind of relationship, friendship. Mm-hmm. I have no friends friendship. at all. I have no friends at all, but I've recently been going online with my PlayStation 3 and really enjoy chatting with people. It's very rare, though, that anyone will chat back when I say hello. I also get rather nervous when I chat with someone older than me. I just, I just want to know if you can get any kind of real friend online, or if I will be forever doomed to be known as the loner with the psycho family. So, wow. Okay. It's okay. a little right. dark right there. Let's the calm end. down, Nate. It's there's, gonna be okay. there's a guy who's now like a, in some sort of design role at 343 Industries now, right? Mm-hmm. And he, I'm not saying he didn't have friends. His name's David Ellis. But he, for instance, ended up getting a job in this industry by chatting with people online while playing games and through Gears of War 3. That's cool. So I'm just saying that yeah, you can totally meet yeah. legitimate friends through online games. Games, I mean, games can be tough, and I, I don't know where he's chatting in PS3. Is he in home? Is he just randomly PSNing people? I mean, like I think um, message boards are a good way too. Like my IGN, a lot of kids there are really close friends. They get on Tiny Chat every uh-huh. other night and talk and drink and hang out and just they, that's how they do it because they they're friends that are spread out across the country. So that's how they get together, hang out. They watch movies together off Tiny Chat and stuff like that. Like come to my IGN, come to IGN.com. Get a my IGN page set up. And it's start free. talking to people that way. This isn't and this isn't me. Yeah, this isn't me actually. You know, shilling for the site. And I'm, in reality, there's a community there that and, is very and other communities work good too. Sometimes, no, sometimes they suck. just sometimes no, but sometimes just going to like fan pages of things on Facebook even. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, their podcast fan pages for like all of our podcasts and all those kids <laughs> chat and stuff because they have that one thing in common. That yeah, yeah, becomes a leaping point. There's a Greg Miller a leaping fan point. page. <laughs> <laughs> This is Evan Wallace. He has a very special request that I think Greg will want, oh, to, will want see, to fulfill. I see a photo in the back. We've got two photos to oh, end on here. Oh, yes. Evan says, me and my girlfriend, Becky, have our two-year anniversary this Sunday. Mm-hmm. This Sunday. This Sunday. 
I wanted to know if you could give us, mainly her, as this would be a surprise for her, a shout-out on this week's podcast for the occasion. Oh. I've been a huge fan of GameScoop there it is. and IGN for a while, <laughs> and she knew nothing about video games until we started dating. Now she looks forward to the podcast and also the Knock and Boots segments, which give us many lols. She is active with you guys on Twitter. I've attached a picture of her ultimately being hit on by Greg when huh. she asked if I would leave her after playing Catherine. She said to Greg, if my boyfriend buys and plays Catherine, should I be worried that he won't want to stay with me and marry me? And Greg says, yes, dump him, date me. <laughs> <laughs> For real, seeing all your Beyond 200 questions. Apparently she wrote in then. Yeah, sorry, sorry, they didn't get picked up. But blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, Greg was hitting on the uh, scam yeah, right. guy's girlfriend. That's what I do. Oh, yeah, I remember this girl. Yeah, damn right I hit on Be- Becky. How you doing, <laughs> Becky? Huh? How, this is still working out. Still dating this dweeb two All years right. later, huh? Hey, look, here's, here's your shout-out. Dump his ass. Look back, exactly. Look back at the last two years and ask yourself, could an internet celebrity have done better things for you? <laughs> if that answer is yes, at me, at Game Over Greggy on Twitter. We could have got you, like, free pizza from Domino's. I mean, let's, yeah. let, let's, look, let's just break down the stats. You've been with this joke for not for two years. And you have nine followers, Becky. <laughs> Watch this, everybody. Go follow my friend at Beaming Becky. B e a m i n g Becky. B e c k y. Tell her game over, Greggy sent you, and then it's time to get out of the hellhole that is North Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Congratulations, wow. by the way, for you. Hey, you wasted over six hundred days of your life. <laughs> There you go. They know I'm joking. Congrats. Final email of the week comes from Thanks. JD from South Africa. I've seen the rain down in Africa. Kind of long, but uh, I'll try to paraphrase as much as <laughs> I can. Uh, and there'll be a good payoff here. He says, I am a graduate student at Miami University, working on my PhD in zoology and animal nutrition. You can appreciate that. That's what I, I wanted that. to do at one point. Oh, that failed. I highly enjoy video games. I find them a great way to unwind at the end of a day. Now that I am in the world of academia, most of my peers have their masters and PhDs. I keep quiet about my pastime. I'm now a closet gamer. It gets nothing but scowls when I bring it up. It is considered a waste of time. I don't agree with this. I think there are some truly beautiful games out there that should be considered nothing less than art, but it is what it is. Anyways, I've been a fan of Gamescoop for a couple of years now. It has been a great way for me to stay connected to the nerd culture that I belong to. <laughs> the first episode I heard was the classic Dirty 30, and I, <laughs> have, been hooked. One, listeners. <laughs> I have been hooked ever since. I don't think I've missed an episode. Yeah, if Refresher, a Dirty 30 is the name for the free 30 seconds of porn you get at the New Otani Hotel <laughs> in Makuhari, Japan. And then, so T- did you ever, during TGS one time, we were uh, recording GameScoop, we watched the 30 in one room, and then sprinted well, to the other room to yeah. see how it ended. We, wa- we watched, yeah, we turned it on randomly, and it was a really good scene. And, but then our 30 seconds were up, so we ran to a, another While room to the continue podcast. the scene. Wow. <laughs> It was good. It was me and Bozon, just <laughs> elephants running through this j- Japanese hallway, all recorded. Uh, he says, this summer, I've been given the opportunity of a lifetime, an internship at a wildlife refuge in South Africa called Drakenstein, Drakenstein Lion Park. I've been living over here for two months now. It has been an absolute dream for me. It's great still being able to listen to your podcast as it helps me combat the little bit of homesickness I get on occasion. Three weeks ago, a lioness gave birth to, to two Stunning little cubs. Here at the park, whenever a cub is born, every employee comes up with a name idea. No fucking way. No. <laughs> no. And then we all vote on which it is to be. I was blown away when the two names I conceived no fucking way. were chosen, Damon and Miller. Nice. Here are Damon and Miller. Ah. 
they're adorable. There you go. Pass these guys around. Uh, I hope Greg doesn't mind too much that his namesake has been given to the female cub. That's fine. Just to let Is him that know the one he's fingering here in this photo. Yes, with the tongue out. In a couple more, in a couple more months, that well, female, photo, you'll see. that female cub will be able to kick my butt. The cubs are beautiful and stunning in every way, and bring so much joy to everyone here. They will bring even more joy in another year when they are released into the wild, and we will get to see them set off on their own to and live like the people. proud hunters <laughs> that they are. Don't be ashamed of your of your hobby, by the way. Though anybody that gives you shit for it, tell them to fuck off because. Damon. You know how to have fun. It's Damon on the left, Miller on the right here. Oh, so, we're so you're you're the one getting the belly rub. Um, no, no, no I'm, other I'm, way around. I screwed that up. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're getting belly rub. I'm I'm being cute. I'm being, coy. being very cute. Hopefully, these cubs know the difference between left and right. <laughs> he says, uh, "I got to be honest. Say, I didn't bring up where I got the names from, and the rest of the people here at the refuge. Uh, I didn't think they would go for it, but I thought it could just be our little secret." And everyone else that listens to the podcast. Anyways, keep up the good work and know you have listeners around the world. Aww. Thank you so much, plus JD. Cats. Yes, Hot exactly. Morning. And now Hot it's morning. GameScoop plus cats. Yes. Uh, that's, that's really That's really awesome. That's really awesome of you, JD. That's very cool. And these cubs are absolutely adorable. They're going to be killers. They're going to be lady, <laughs> yes. ki- they're gonna be lady killers, just like you two. <clears throat> yeah. Even, even the female one's going to yeah. be a lady killer. <laughs> She's going to be a lesbian tiger. <laughs> That's all the scoops we have for this week. What are we playing this weekend? I'm still uh, plowing through Deus Ex. I'm doing my second playthrough of Batman Arkham City. Oh my goodness. I was teasing that I've been playing, I can't talk about it, but I've been playing a game that rhymes with <laughs> Hey Man Storage Bins. It's to really- which someone on Twitter said, Hitman Absolution? I was like, you are bad at rhyming. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I'm fun. currently working on a scale replica of an ATAT in Minecraft. Cool. Nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Wow. nice. Let us that's know when that's awesome. done. Is it going to move or is it just going to stay in there? Oh, it's just made of brick. It's I'm, just going to stand I'm there and sorry, be my no, second no. home. Okay. I don't think you can make movable stuff No, no, no not yet. My, my goal is to make a line of them uh, facing our houses so that it looks like we're always being invaded by Can AT-ATs. you take them down with tow cables? Uh, no. Are you going to have a little Luke Skywalker hanging mm. from mm. the middle? No, because it's to scale, so I can't make a little human. So, what I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like two. It's like it's like the same. It's like it was a, it, to scale to my guy, and I couldn't make like a human-looking guy hanging from it. Like there would the blocks wouldn't be there to do it. I'm not interested anymore. I guess we have to play Minecraft. To understand. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Thank you. Remember, you can always reach us. <laughs> Remember, you can always reach us at Gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. Oh, I didn't thank you guys. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Altano. Thank, thank you, you, Anthony. <laughs> my name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.